0: Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Oilers Now
1: with Bob Stoffer. weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.
0: Everything we've done since training camp is we want to earn the right to be a playoff team.
1: Christian Love save. Mike Smith, a game saver!
0: And he got top teams and we're working our way to that level. Turner,
1: McDavid Smith, who saves the game again, Josh Archibald wins the game. My message today is we're trying to win. One-timer score, Leon Dreissel, right circle. No risk, no gain. And now we're going to have a goal with action.
2: This is NHL overtime. This is Ryan Asian Hopkins. This is Oscar Platt. This is Leon Dreissel. from your Edmonton Oilers. This is oil country. And this is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office supplies at huge sales. Savings? Yeah, Digitex does that.
1: D I G I T E X. ca.
2: Now, Bob offer on the a- official radio station of your Edmonton Oilers. Six thirty shed. shed.
1: Stand. Take it easy. And welcome everybody,
0: hope you had a wonderful weekend, Bob Stauffer, Brendan Escott with you, this is Oilers Now, Don Felder from the Eagles, it's his birthday today, and this is Oilers Now, brought to you by Digitex, by at your next office network printer from the Digitex.ca e-commerce store, Alberta's number one owned and operated place to buy office IT and supplies a lot to get to in the first half hour of the show tonight's the night for the NHL awards heavy Edmonton influence involved uh, Wayne Gretzky, Mark Messier, Paul Coffey, Grant Fuhr will be amongst the presenters for the five awards that have not been announced including uh, the heart of and the Ted Lindsay, of which Leon Dreisaitl is a finalist against the same two guys, Nathan McKinnon from the Colorado Avalanche, or Tammy Panarin from the New York Rangers. Uh, Settle, 43 goals, 110 points this season, led the NHL in points, led the NHL in assists, led the NHL in game-winning goals, led the NHL in power play points. Uh, the Oilers with the best power play in the National Hockey League in the last 40 years. It'll be very interesting to see uh, the Lindsay is voted by the players. The Oilers have had three prior winners. Wayne Gretzky won it five times. Mark Messier won it in 89-90. The last year, the Oilers won the Stanley Cup. And Connor McDavid won it in back-to-back years in 16, 17, 17, and 18. And uh, Dreisaitl also up for the Hurt Trophy. For the league's MVP, this is voted on by the media, uh, the print media, the Professional uh, Hockey Writers Association, and uh, about 150 writers f- are, are part of the voting process, and then 20 at-large national broadcasters. So uh, prior Oiler winners, Wayne Gretzky won eight consecutive years in a row. From 1979-80 to 1986-87, Mark Messi won in 89-90, McDavid in 2016-17. So um, I, I think Settle will win one for sure and possibly both awards. I think he's going to win the Hart, and um, we'll see what happens with the tail ends He might go two for two on that front. We'll discuss that a bit with our NHL insider, John Shannon, today at 105. Also, Eric Duhatchik coming up from the Athletic. Uh, sort of a two-pronged attack with Eric. We'll talk about the NHL awards. He is a voter for that. But also, uh, he wrote a story about goaltending options and, you know, the Oilers don't have a lot of cap space. Uh, if they are to spend some money, in theory it may be in goal. That might be where the prioritization takes place. The CEO of Hockey Canada, as promised, Tom Rennie, former Oilers head coach today at 1235 Edmonton, which is currently hosting the Stanley Cup Final in the NHL bubble. Edmonton will be hosting the World Junior Championship in back-to-back years. This upcoming year will be in a bubble. And then the following year, uh, Edmonton and the Fine community of Red Deer, where we have lots of listeners and a lot of Oilers fans down in Red Deer, and some awesome people that are involved in hockey in that community. Edmonton and Red Deer will be hosting uh, the World Juniors with fans. Uh, I guess at that point, that'll be the 2021. No, that'll be the 20. 20- 22 world juniors, yeah. Uh, so back to back years, uh, for, uh, Edmonton involvement. Tom Rennie coming up at 1235 today. Here is how you reach us on a River Cree Resort Casino hotline at 7804960063. All slot machines, table games now open at the River Cree. Poker room open as well. Uh, be sure to try one of their nine dining options with the brand new Italia as well. The River Cree Resort Casino excitement, bet on it. You can text us at any time. Meanwhile, on the Ashley Fine Floors text line at seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. Ashley Fine Floors ready for your kids' pre-game warm-up. We're on Twitter, at Now. You can tweet me personally, Bob and and back at the 630 Chad Studios, big part of the show, Brendan Escott. So the top story today for Legacy Heating and Cooling, home of no payments and no interest for one year. The NHL awards at 430, and then uh, we got a game at 6 Game 2 of the Stanley Cup Final. Let's bring aboard Brendan Escott back at the 630 Chad Studios. Brendan, first
1: things first, does Dreisaitl win the Hart Trophy? Yes, I think that did be a shame and a miscarriage of justice here if he didn't. What about the Ted Lindsay Award, which is voted on by the players? I think that he's going to have a little stiffer competition from Nathan McKinnon on that front, but still, it's going to be tough for his peers not to identify him as the as the most valuable player out there, I think. And, you know, what's crazy about all of this, for all the frustration,
0: which is warranted by the Oilers' inability to get out of a qualifying round of... Uh, you know, what we ended up seeing transpire, the orders are still in a real good spot. I mean, Leon Dry settles up for two major awards, and most people would suggest he's not even the best player on the team. Meanwhile, the Dallas Stars are up 1 nothing in the Stanley Cup final, a 4 1 victory on Saturday night. Anton Hudobin was brilliant with uh, 22 saves in the third period. Do you ever just think to yourself for a second? how tight things really are in the National Hockey League. I mean, the Dallas Stars technically finished with fewer points than the Edmonton Oilers. They had a higher points percentage, but they finished with fewer points. The Oilers, by the way, went 2-0-1 against Dallas this season. The Oilers blew a 4-2 lead at home, lost 5-4, who replaced Ben Bishop back in November. Dallas won an OT 5-4, and then Edmonton stole two games down in Dallas, in large part to Miko Koskinen, uh, one in regulation and winning one in, uh, overtime. So the margins were tight between those two teams. The league moved away from a divisional al- alignment, which they had placed so much emphasis on. If they'd gone with a 10-team, uh, Playoff, maybe 7 versus 10, 8 versus 9. I know we've discussed this in the past, and the top three teams in each division would have qualified for the playoffs. The Dallas Stars would have played a healthy Colorado Avalanche team uh, in their opening round. They would have been in trouble in that series. Dallas came into Edmonton, were part of that round robin for placing for the top four teams. They didn't look too good. Then they played Calgary, and the Flames had them down 2-1. In the series and four three with 12 seconds left in game four if calgary wins that ser- uh, game does dallas come back on the series i don't know then dallas gets colorado colorado without their top two goaltenders colorado without the underrated eric johnson on defense maybe their best all-around defense but a big heavy horse that can match up against some good players game the series goes to seven games and uh a guy named Kibiranta steals the show of the hat trick to to get Dallas on and advancing. In fairness to the Stars, they look pretty good, I thought, against Vegas, even though Vegas might have outplayed them a bit 5v5 at times. But it does show you just how tight things are. Tight, tight margin at times in the National Hockey League. Now they're up one nothing against Tampa. To me, they look like the better team on saturday night there was something else that happened saturday night that i want to get to as we go into the oilers now audio vault uh, on saturday gary bettman spoke to uh, the media around two o'clock during the course of the day he had these comments on why edmonton has been the ideal host for the stanley cup final for years oilers owner daryl caves envisioned an arena this arena becoming the focal point of an effort that would transform downtown Edmonton with the ice district for generations to come. His ability to turn that vision into reality made Edmonton and this spectacular Rogers Place the perfect choice, not only for our Western Conference playoffs, but to serve as host for our conference finals and the Stanley Cup final. And now the next two World Junior Championships as well. Now, one of the huge advantages for Edmonton, obviously, has been uh, the response in Canada. The for the most part, the fact that uh, the, the situation with COVID nineteen has been fairly non political. Even though we can debate in terms of finances and you know, were our votes being bought and that sort of thing, carrying forward regardless the reality is that most people would suggest you that know, Canada's done a better job than the US and Alberta was in a relatively uh low-hit province at least death-wise compared to other just to put things in perspective I had a conversation with somebody in Boston yesterday more people have uh passed away in the state of mass than in the entire country of canada since COVID has started so it kind of puts things i think we're at 255 deaths in the province of alberta right now which is 255 too many but illustrates the point that you know what uh, canada's response to COVID played a factor in them being the host for the two uh, uh you know the east and west hubs uh as for the impact on the community well there's a lot of businesses out there really hurting, including several of which are downtown. That just comes with the reality of the situation. Several people listening to the show right now have been impacted. And my heart goes out to you, and I get it. Uh, I'm impacted, too. comes with the territory. It's just the reality of this situation. But it is interesting that Edmonton's in a situation that they never would have conceivably been in back in 2012 or 2013 and 2014. Here's one for you. Are the Oilers in a different position today than they were even in a 2015? So on Saturday night, Brian Burke, was, uh, who, of course, joins us every Thursday, had a pretty interesting take on why Canadian teams haven't won a Stanley Cup since 1993, courtesy of Sportsnet. Here is longtime NHL executive, current Sportsnet analyst Brian Burke breaking down the tax impact on on Canada versus American markets.
2: So this is this example. This year, 20% cap on escrow, 10% salary deferral, five million dollar annual salary. I promise it won't be a math lesson. Okay, so playing in Toronto, guy makes five million US. After escrow deferral, three point five Canadian taxes owed. You see the figure, one point eight four four. That's the US. Okay. Now the same. Player in Vegas, a net gain is $500,000. That's every year. And more importantly, players playing in U.S. jurisdictions can deduct the mortgage interest on their house. That's often an, a line item between $50,000 and $100,000 a year. Another significant savings if you play in the U.S. All right, so Brian Burke uh, breaking down a little bit of a tax impact.
0: Special shout out to my daughter, Tori, who did a little bit of digging to find this earlier today for me. And then uh, Burke went on to talk about perhaps things
2: are shifting for free agent signing in Canadian markets. Canada is a safer place right now. If you look at COVID and crime rates and all that, climate change, fires earthquakes California uh, is a tough place to play right now taxes might be good but that's not all that you can look at Canada has a good story to tell and I like the direction all of the Canadian teams are moving and Canadian-based players get U.S. funds but pay their daily expenses in Canadian, and it's a big advantage. So we've got a good story to tell this side of the border.
1: But that's a massive hurdle, as you're saying, because if a guy just wants to collect as much money knowing that their, their career span is short, that's trouble.
2: That's, five, that's a $5 million player. That's not a star player. And that's a half a million dollars a year in his pocket. That's a big thing. When we tried to sign free agents in, in Toronto, we just added a million bucks to whatever we were going to offer them to offset the tax differential.
0: You know, I've been hosting shows uh, in Edmonton since, t- since uh, geez, February of 2003. And at times people have said, Yeah, it's just an excuse. It's just an excuse that you guys... And I'm like, no, it's a reality of the situation, which doesn't mean you give up trying to find players to play. Even since 2015, I would suggest Edmonton's scenario is different. Part of it is the building. I, there's There's no question. Part of it is... What's going to happen today if the NHL awards? The Oilers have a player up for the Hart Ted Lindsay, and his name is not Connor McDavid. It's Leon Drysaddle. Now the Oilers have two top-flight players. Um, then Brian mentioned those other things that could potentially play a factor The players have to think about. Safety, safety for their families, um, and those sort of scenarios. So it, it's going to be intriguing to watch to see the long-term potential impact. Again, half a million dollars difference between Toronto – and, and Vegas, that was the scenario Brian got. You know, just in terms of how revenue sharing works, basically 10 or 11 teams contribute and 10 or 11 teams take out. In theory, it wasn't supposed to be the same 10 or 11 teams. Well, it's kind of been that way for teams like Arizona and Florida. They've been taking out a hell of a lot of money for a long time. And for the, uh, the, the fellow that wants to text in and say, well, Bob, you know, there used to be the Canadian assistance program. That was $3 million a year. That's what Edmonton got. That's what Calgary got. That's what Ottawa got from about 2000 until the uh, lockout in 04. So maybe for three or four seasons. That's all it was, $3 million a year. It wasn't 17 to $25 million a year. And when, when we had the lockout in 0405, I don't think in the wildest dreams, the NHL would have thought that Edmonton would have been a, a contributor to revenue sharing uh, from 0506 until 1920. In at least 80% of the seasons. And in several of those years, somewhere between fourth to eighth most in terms of revenue contribution into revenue sharing. The team that really, there's Montreal and Toronto get pounded here. And Montreal really gets it because they're a big market team. They got a great TV deal, but they pay big tax. The players there pay big tax. They got to pay more to get guys. So in fairness, the one team that's probably got the most compelling argument of anybody. Are the Montreal Canadiens, and uh, I just wonder at some point if there is a way that the actual tax in the jurisdiction gets worked into gets worked into revenue sharing to make it fair, because as it stands right now, season ticket holders and uh, suite holders and television networks in canada are contributing to prop up some american teams so that said ottawa is another team as well that is uh you know taking it on the chin a bit all right let's get to a couple other things again we we've got uh, tom rennie coming up at twelve thirty-five today john shannon at 105 135 eric duhachik from the athletic so you hear brought you heard brian burke does Is there a compelling story to be told for Canadian teams? Obviously, Canadian teams have got some of the best young players in the league. Vancouver's got Pedersen, the Oilers got McDavid and Dreisaitl. The Leafs have got Matthews and Marner. And there's some significant uh, Canadian-born free agents out there, including Alex Petrangelo, Taylor Hall, and Tyson Berry. And I do think that Edmonton, they don't have a lot of cap space, but I do think they're on the radar screen for uh, a potential, yeah, you know, I, I think they'll get some calls here in free agency. Now, one way the Oilers might be alter able to alter the lineup, money in, money out. I know there's been a lot of discussion on Oliver Ekman Larson. I would suggest to you that the only way that deal would work is if Arizona ate a little bit of money and. Uh, if the Oilers sent roughly $6 million back the other way. Uh, currently at a $8.25 million cap, it is Larson for seven more seasons. I had a call out of Boston yesterday. Someone suggested, and I, I know I brought this up about three weeks ago, could a smaller right-wing, for left-wing deal work? The Oilers have got a lot of right-wings. Boston has a lot of left-wings. Their top two left-wings, Brad Marchand and Jake DeBrusque, are pretty good. They just signed Anders Bjork to a three-year extension. And then they got some other left-wingers there, like uh, Nordstrom, as an example. They're a little light on the right side. They might be looking for a little bit of experience. Somebody suggested to me, would a chase-on uh, for Bjork deal work? Uh, it should be noted that Keith Gretzky drafted Anders Bjork from Boston, and I think he'd probably be a pretty useful middle six NHL forward. He's about $600,000 less per year than Alex Chason. Chason does provide the orders with uh, some... Uh, veteran presence and by all reports is a bit of a leader in the room just one more thing if you moved a right winger out does that open up potentially a spot for yesap Poliyarve there's there's a price that could work to get him here it's not 1.5 million. But stay tuned on that front. Also, want to mention fifty-fifty today. The Remax fifty-fifty Saturday's draw uh, took place. Uh, they split a million bucks. So uh, if you want to jump aboard on that, get on it. Just go to uh, EdmontonOilers.com and follow the links from there. When we get back, we'll get to NHL today for Elite Promotional Marketing. It's twelve twenty-five in Edmonton. This is Oilers now.
1: Subscribe to the Oilers Now podcast. Available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever you find your podcasts. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 630
0: Chad, I uh, saw the podcast numbers the other day, Brendan, and I did not know this. Uh, we have over 200,000 individual downloads per month. In a low month, we'd be around 220. In a high month, we're up around 280. It's time there. to choose Capital GMC Buick. Uh, it's time to get that Costco membership out of your wallet to score the biggest. Two hundred and eighty to about 320,000 in a high month and about 200,000 in a low month. I did not know that over 40% of our downloads are from outside the province of Alberta. That is, uh, you're doing a good job getting those puppies up there. Off to NHL today for Elite Promotional Marketing, who have face masks for everyone. Visit their online face mask shop by going to
1: ElitePromoMarketing.com. This board makes me scratch my head sometimes. <laughs> I don't know what to say. Glad I'm glad I'm not working. It. <laughs> Dallas Stars can open up a two nothing lead on Tampa in the Cup Final tonight with a victory in Game Two. 6 p.m. puck drop here on 6:30. Chad Dallas took the opener 4-1 on Saturday. Preceding that game tonight is the NHL Awards Show. Leon Draisaitl, as Bob mentioned, uh, up for both the Hart Trophy and the Ted Lindsay Award. Oilers legends will be handing out the hardware tonight. Tyler Benson found a European home to start the year. He is in the second Swiss league. Uh, the NHL has completed its eighth week of COVID-19 testing here in Phase 4. No positive tests on over 32,000 administered since the bubble was formed. Gary Bettman also mentioned it as a uh, media availability on Saturday. Start of next season might end up slipping past early December into the latter half of the month, if not to January. I think he was just sort of putting that out there. He didn't really confirm one way or the other bob with a new start date or anything like that yeah
0: it's all i mean hey there's we're at the mercy of something bigger right now that's just the way it is that is nhl today again brought to you by elite promotional marketing it's 12:29 29 at edmonton former edmonton oilers head coach current hockey canada ceo tom rennie coming up at 12:35 after a global news weather traffic update
1: with eileen bell